Marriage. Discovering the Supernatural. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says that Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. I believe one of the most neglected areas of teaching in the church today is the supernatural interaction between the Holy Spirit and the followers of Jesus. And there are those brothers and sisters in Christ who do not believe the gifts of the Spirit are operating today, but I would strongly disagree, citing not only the Scriptures dedicate two chapters to the subject, but also my own experience with the gifts being manifested precisely in the same manner outlined in Scripture. Now, as a side note, there's a lot of people that have went weird with the gifts, and they've taken them out of the scriptural context, and they've sort of conjured them up on their own, and that is not a legitimate use of the spiritual gifts. It's theatrics. And unfortunately, a lot of people have bought into this, and that's not what I'm talking about at all. So rather than thinking of the gifts as mysterious, I look at them as practical. If I am praying about moving in a certain direction and I ask the Lord for direction, then my wife is reading her Bible and tells me of a verse that the Lord wanted her to share with me, and that verse confirms my prayer, that's practical. It's not weird. It's God communicating through supernatural means. He used his word. He used my wife. She shared a verse, and that hit the nail on the head for me. And that's a practical way of living for believers. And when we really look at the supernatural, most Christians, regardless if they believe in the validity of the gifts or not, we will agree that God answers prayers. Well, if God answers a prayer, isn't that a supernatural event? I think so. I've had lots of prayers. I'm praying, oh man, I don't know how this is going to work. And all of a sudden it just kind of works out. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you, Lord. That was a supernatural event. God did something outside the natural that influenced the natural to go in a direction that the natural shouldn't have went in. And that's life for the believer. So wherever you land on the gifts of the Spirit, or if you're totally ignorant, don't even know what I'm talking about, just understand this is my take on them. And I believe they're very relevant today to live out our lives as servants of Jesus. So here's a few personal stories involving the gifts and their practical use. Our newborn son was cutting teeth, and as a result, he was not feeling well. He was crying in the middle of the night in a manner that was obvious that he was hurting. And we had juiced him up with Tylenol, but it wasn't working. And all we could do in that moment was just hold him and watch him cry. And it was heartbreaking when you're trying to figure out, how do I help my little baby? And you realize, I'm, I can't do anything other than just hold him. And so my wife and I, we both begin to pray that God would heal our son. And boom, like turning off a light switch, he went limp and fell asleep for the rest of the night instantly. Now, people can argue all day long about this being a miraculous work of God or not, but they weren't the ones holding that baby. They weren't the ones that witnessed it. We saw it. It was instant, and it was totally consistent with the scriptures. He was miraculously healed in that moment. One day when I was sitting in church, there was a pastor from another church speaking, and he was putting together a mission team to go overseas, and I thought it'd be cool to go, but I knew there was no way because it was expensive, and we were paycheck to paycheck, and we had no savings at the time, and we had two small kids. So as he was talking, I received a word from the Lord, 
that I am going on this mission trip. And I just kind of went, what? So I told my wife after service, I go, hey, the Lord just spoke to me and said that I'm going to go on this mission trip. And of course, she's like, okay, how are we going to pay for it? And I said, I don't know. I have no idea. But I told her, God said I'm going and the money's going to come from somewhere, even though I had no idea where it was going to come from. And a few weeks later, the money came from a totally unexpected source. And I went on the trip and it was not a small amount of money. It was a big chunk of change. Just kind of flew out of nowhere. Well, it didn't, but we weren't expecting it. But God said, I'm going and the money showed up and I went. And that was cool. That was a supernatural word from God speaking to me that something was going to happen. It was prophetic. It was prophecy. God spoke to me, his word. I told my wife, this is what's up. And it shouldn't have happened, but it did. My wife and I have been to many events where we provided the food. And a couple of these events, more people showed up than expected and the food was not enough. And we were really kind of not panicked, but going, oh man, we're going to have to tell these people they can't eat. And we were just praying, Lord, you can make it happen and, you know, multiply the food, just like Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes. And we prayed and he did. The food was enough. And now again, people can argue that that was a coincidence or whatever, but they weren't the ones looking at the food and realizing this was not going to work. But after we prayed, it worked and everybody got to eat. And these are only a few supernatural events we experienced in our marriage where God did something completely miraculous. There's a lot more. But the point is that a husband and a wife who serve the Lord, if you want to go down this road of serving God, which I would highly recommend, you're going to have the opportunity to become a mission team. Just as Jesus sent out the 72 disciples two by two in Luke chapter 10 to do the work of the ministry, so too can a husband and wife team up and serve the Lord experiencing the supernatural hand of God? You're, you're a unit. You're a, a mission team. You and your spouse, you have this opportunity to serve the Lord as a team. And my wife and I have been doing that for years. That doesn't mean we're some super spiritual people. It just means that we have teamed up because God has called us into the ministry. And as a result, we have been able to do ministry stuff for many years now. And a lot of that stuff has got God's hand all over it. It has just been amazing. And these gifts become even more intriguing when you have kids. And my wife has several stories of receiving a word from the Lord. It's called a word of knowledge, where the kids were up to something and she didn't know about it. And he said, hey, go check on your kids. They're doing this. And so she walked in and the kids were doing that. And the kids freaked out. They're like, how do you know this? You know, and it's funny. It's because God takes care of his people. And this is a word of knowledge. This is a legitimate use of the spiritual gifts. Mom doesn't have ESP. She doesn't have eyes in the back of her head, like the kids think, and I think sometimes. But what happens is God speaks to her and says, hey, check this out. And she goes and, yeah, Lord just told me to come in here and, oh, look what you're doing. So very practical and very scary for the kids too. <laughs> it's a good witness. And again, these gifts, they're not these weird things that people make them out to be. They are practical interaction between you and the Lord, allowing us to do the work of the ministry, as it says in Ephesians 4.11. We are equipped to do the work of the ministry. And when God equips us with that faith to receive these spiritual gifts, he will use us in a way that is victorious in a lot of things, just like with my wife and the kids. You know, she busted them a lot. It was funny. And she would tell me when I got home, you know, yeah, the Lord gave me this word and I went in and the kids are just like going, oh no. God uses these gifts according to his will. And he uses them in such a way that glorifies him and it also, it just amazes us how good he is and how awesome he is. We don't conjure them up again, like some do, especially the gift of tongues. When people say they have a gift of tongues and it's real easy, all they do is just start talking. That's not spiritual gifts. That's theatrics. The gift of tongues is when God speaks to you a legitimate language and someone has an interpretation. 
it's not the fact that I'm going to do some worship and I'm going to sit there and raise my hands and start shamalama ding dong and everything. That doesn't work. That's not the gift of tongues. There's no interpretation. There's no sense to it. It's not a legitimate language. And that has scared a lot of people away from the gifts. And the devil has used that to make these people effective in destroying that work of the ministry the work of the spiritual gifts. So we have to be careful. It's not our will. It's God's will. When he sees fit, he will use these. And we wait. When he sees fit to move, he moves. And if we're open to them and act according to his will, we'll be blown away with his power and presence in these situations. So for the believers who are interested in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, read up on Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and and the whole book of Acts, and just watch how they're used. And then pray that God would use you as well to manifest these gifts through. And you can check out the website, junkyardoutreach.com, under series. I've done a series on the spiritual gifts for more information. But don't neglect these things. If you don't want to use them because they're weird, that's fine. But if you're interested in seeing some really crazy things happen, then the gifts are there. They're available through faith, and you'll be blessed. Thank you.